welcome back to our podcast, and today we're going to talk about some very interesting metalloids or semi-metals, depending on what you want to call them. So, Annika's going to go first, because hers is first on the periodic table. Um, 
Yeah, unlike another interesting thing is that unlike metals, um, where if you increase their temperature, their electric their conductivity decreases. But the thing that makes silicon pretty uh, useful in the semiconductor is that when the temperature increases, its conductivity actually increases along with it, um, which becomes very useful. But moving specifically to like a more specific application of it, you know, um, semiconductors is they're using it to make like transistors, which are basically things used in um, currents and electronics, basically amplifying or switching electrical currents um, used in, you know, your radios, your computers, your phones. A common transistor is would be like a metal oxide semiconductor field effect transistor, which is really a lot of words. So it's abbreviated to like MOSFET, M-O-S-F-E-T. So what, which is basically you have a crystalline form of a metalloid bonded with what are called trace elements, um, like those elements that, you know, for the whole doping process. Certain parts of that silicon crystal would be adulterated with these other elements. Uh, and there would be other areas that would be just pure silicon. So you can have electricity flowing through parts with the impure silicon and then parts that are completely um, insulated with the just pure silicon. So you can have that alternating between being able to conduct and unable to conduct. And what happens is if you connect that to a positively charged metal plate connected to a power source, the negatively charged electrons could be attracted to the positive plate so they can leap across the pure silicon and they can conduct electricity and they can just do this whole semiconductor thing. And that's all I have. <laughs> that's that's actually that's really cool. You know I say that every time, but yeah. actually unrelated but also sort of related. When I was in sixth grade I like I used to read the little chemistry books because that's what I did in sixth grade. Um <laughs> But I had a I had a silicon book, and people would always be like, "That's not a thing. It's silicone," and that's why I like mispronounced it before the episode, is because like I got them mixed up after that because people would call it silicone instead of silicon, and then I just got them all mixed up together. But like, yeah, and that's an interesting fact about my life in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, and I chose arsenic, which is element number thirty-three. It's below phosphorus. It's like diagonal to silicon like you have boron and then to the it's like to the bottom right of silicon sort of and um it's obviously a poison if you haven't heard of that <laughs> we're gonna start with that because I just thought it was really interesting and I never actually like researched anything about it and I never thought I'd be researching like how does arsenic work but I looked <laughs> up how to like how the poison works and everything and what it actually does is if you've learned about cellular respiration, it's where your body makes ATP out of glucose, which is adenosine triphosphate. And the way that ATP actually works is that you have your adenosine and you have it's connected to your ribose. And then there's three phosphate atoms. 
or molecules connected to it, and they're all negatively charged, so they want to get away. So every time that one is kind of released, you get energy because they're trying to split away. And the more phosphates that you have, the better, but that's what gives you your energy. Um, what arsenic does is it disrupts that cycle. And if you think about it, like you need to breathe so that you can make ATP. So if you don't breathe for like half an hour, you're going to die. That's exactly what it stops. It's like the same thing. So it's very poisonous and it has no taste and no color, which is, you know, why it's used in so many murder novels and things like that, because it's like the perfect poison almost. It's not even like that uncommon. It's common, tasteless, odorless, and can kill you. Aside from that, it's actually, it was first like sort of discovered in the fourth century with when Aristotle wrote about a compound that was made from arsenic and sulfur, which I don't know exactly how it's pronounced because I forgot to look it up, but I think it might be sandarake, maybe? But by the 11th century, there were different kind of there were different kinds of arsenic recognized, like yellow and white and things like that. So it's kind of like phosphorus in the way that it has different types. But it wasn't until the 13th century that it was kind of discovered as an element. So it was like there is this arsenic element and it is different from all these other things, which was done by Albertus Magnus. But it's actually uncertain whether he observed the element. But we know that in 1649, a German pharmacist named Johann Schroeder, named Johann Schroeder, or Johann, I don't know. No. Is it the J would be pronounced like a lot higher? Oh yeah, Johann. I was going to say, it sounds wrong. By um, Johann Schroeder, who was a German pharmacist, and he found it by heating um, an arsenic oxide with charcoal. And by the 18th century, it was pretty well known as a unique semi-metal. So it took a little bit, like it was first this like sort of scene in the 4th century, but by, by the time we got to the 18th century, it was kind of pretty well known. And the way that it's kind of gotten, like the way that you get it so that you can use it, it's it's a byproduct of smelting things like gold or copper, lead, and cobalt. So when you smelt them to get the impurities out, like you have gold ore and you need to get gold, some of the things that you get out of that are things like arsenic, which is um, how you get arsenic. A lot of what it's used for, it's obviously not used in anything edible because that's just a bad idea, but it can be used to preserve wood because it kills like fungi and insects in it, which would keep the wood safe in theory. But it also was banned in a lot of countries because it's also unhealthy and it can lead to cancers and different things like that. So it can, it can be used to preserve wood, but in many places it's not just because of the health concerns. And there are also two types, well, two main types. There's organic and inorganic, which sort of a little bit of, well, not really organic chemistry, but a little bit just because the organic part is the part with carbon in it, and the inorganic part is the part without carbon. So if you have arsenic that's bonded with carbon in some sort of molecule, then that's organic, and if there's no carbon, then it's inorganic. And it was actually used in the medical field in the 18th and 19th century, although a lot of what it was used for then is now has now been taken over by penicillin, which is... It kind of revolutionized the health industry when penicillin came in because it was just like 
it was so much better than all the things they were using like arsenic because you really it's not the best thing and then there are also what i thought was really interesting are is there are three types of arsenic there's yellow gray and black and what you can do this only pertains to yellow and gray but if you have yellow arsenic and then you put it in the sun it just changes to gray arsenic which i just thought was really interesting and then another thing i thought was interesting about carbon is that i mean about um another thing that i thought was interesting about arsenic is that it can go straight from a solid to a gas if it's under normal pressure so like so if you had solid arsenic which is what it is at in room temperature and you heated it up under normal pressure there's no like pressurized system and you heat it up it goes straight from a solid to a gas which is what carbon does and i think i learned about something else that does that i think it was actually carbon so never mind but yeah that's a lot of what i had about arsenic I honestly thought it'd be more interesting, but every time I tried to look, like, it was hard to research because it would just be, like, health concerns. Yeah, arsenic. Yeah. It's interesting to me that, like, it's this poison that can kill you, and yet we can't detect it. Like, like your body can't. Like, you can yeah. no taste or no smell it. You think that... You can test it, but, like, your body itself Yeah, you can cannot. test for it, but, like, your, your, your own body can't necessarily yeah. tell you, oh, hey... Don't eat that. That's bad. Like, that tastes bad. Don't eat it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's... And you actually need arsenic. It's like one of those things where it's poisonous, but you need it because that's how the world decided to make people. It's like, <laughs> you need it, but it's going to kill you if you have too much. But you do need, like, trace, oh, trace oh, amounts. It's all about balance, you know? Yeah. Having the right amount of poison in your body. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like a myth that I think it was garlic. If you have arsenic poisoning and you eat garlic, it's supposed to help. But I garlic is actually there's some like antibacterial properties to garlic. But I um, still think the better idea, like don't just have garlic if you feel like you have arsenic poisoning, but don't get arsenic poisoning either way. <laughs> but go to the doctor if you have it somehow. <laughs> It's interesting, actually. So, a couple of years ago, it's kind of a scary story now that I think about it, but it was interesting at the time. Um, so, we got this thing in the mail that had, like, all the counties where we live, and it was, like, color-coded by, like, water quality, um, and, like, like the groundwater or, like, just your water source. Mm -hmm. And... The area like where I lived, it was like you have a high arse higher than good arsenic percentage in your water. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know Heartland's supposed to have a lot of arsenic in it, which is yeah. you know great. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and join us next week when we'll be talking about some more elements. <laughs>